the Balanced Body Podcast. I am Ashley Mazurik. Thank you all for taking the time to listen. Today is a podcast that um, I know that I don't send them out very often. I have actually been caught up with, um, as you all know, I do have a teenage teenagers, and uh, that is all-consuming. If you haven't already seen on my Instagram, I tend to f- uh, send out photos every other weekend is a cheer competition. And so we travel quite a bit in the first four or five months of the year for that. And so, yeah, dealing with that. And then as you, if you haven't already known, I opened up a facility last late last year and I tend to be a DIY kind of person, so doing a lot of build-out stuff and managing the business and clients, and it's been, yeah, it's been crazy, and we're doing a little renovation in our house, too, so that's been a little crazy, a lot of a lot of things going on, on in my world, and keeping up with everything tends to be hard. It's important for me, and I feel sort of what I preach to my clients is that that aspect of balance and finding that balance. And I just got asked to do a couple of things just recently and I flat out didn't even need to think about it. I I had said no from the very beginning. Normally I try to, you know, sit back and meditate on it or think about it. And before I just jump to a yes or no, which typically is yes, but I, I have been not in a place of, time availability. So my jump was to a no. And it's because I, over the years, if you aren't aware already with your own schedule, you know how many projects you can take on at once. And uh, in the, I know that for me, I, I, I use the analogy of a pie, a piece of pie. You know, at one point in my life, I had eight pieces. I mean, I had eight projects going on at once and found myself feeling overwhelmed and lacking my me time, which, you know, you lack your me time when you become a reactive person which is res- versus responsive most of the time. And I know there's always some exceptions, but for me, I've come to a and knowing within myself how many pieces of pie I can have going at one time before I f- don't feel like I've served myself well of the self that I'm proud of at the end of the evening, which is my reflective time to figure out if I've done everything I could in my day that uh, would, if I were to be gone tomorrow? Would I be happy with myself? And so, you know, I have to, you, we all have to come to grips with that. So that isn't the point of this podcast. The point of this podcast is to talk about some things that I have been experiencing the past several months. And that is, that is the aspect of working with clients and being able to explain, decipher what what a holistic practitioner can do, like myself, 
that's holistic, integrated, what they do versus another practitioner. And I, and I have to use the most common and that, that which I uh, kind of integrate with, with and, and have in my own practice. And that's working with chiropractors, massage therapists, nutritionists, naturopaths, physical therapists. And so, and I've said in the past, specifically with Anuka, I don't really don't think unless their practice is outside of the training of their upper cervical, the National Upper Cervical Association, meaning that one particular joint in the spine, if it's out, if they've got other training, of course it can be integrated. But if it's just about that one segment that they take six years of education to learn about, doesn't, doesn't, it isn't integrated to me because if the training is all about one joint in the body, yes, it's a very important joint, but does it have reference to the rest of the spine and the pelvis and the cranium and the organs and the glands and the mental emotional, which is more integrated to me because all of those things can be affected and create change in the physical body, meaning the mental emotional, the aspects of the mental emotion in somebody, whether it's imbalanced or balanced, can have a great effect on the physical aspect of the body. So it's real important that when we as practitioners, we explain that we do deal with those different aspects. And what we offer is the aspect of figuring out as best as we can the root cause by looking at the different aspects of what can cause problems within the body. I tend to be have the most experience with spine slash hip issues slash scoliosis issues and low lumbar, lumbar or back pain. Those are, those are my specialties. Those, that's what I love to work with. Um, as far as the physical, I also enjoy working with the aspects of growth, um, within the soul self. I love dealing with that and the, the personality and growing into the best version of yourself. I love working with people that are aiming for that and how to get there how to find their own dependence and growth in love. Yes, that is one of my favorite things to do when I work with people, but it's it's never usually about one, one item now, isn't it? It's always usually about looking at all those different aspects of a person's body so that you can figure out where the energy distortion is so that you can figure out where you can help them the most. And I typically use nutrition. We go over nutrition, typically go over mental, emotional, typically go over relationships that have impacted their sense of self. We typically go over the physical aspects of their body. And those are all, those are all important to getting somebody in the right state of balance, mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. What I'd like to go into first is when you're working with a practitioner, I would, I would encourage, and this is a podcast about encouragement slash education, obviously, to ultimately inspire and motivate. But I would encourage 
practitioners to um, allow for education, educating the client on on what is the root cause and explaining it in an integrated way that suits them. And so as the client, I'm talking to the client now, for you going to somebody to help you get better, I would encourage you to get to a place where you understand. And sometimes people don't want to understand and that's fine too, but to understand why you're in the position you're in. How did you get there? Hopefully you've gotten a good enough assessment that they can explain in layman terms. And if you don't understand the terms that they're, they're explaining, then I would encourage you to tell them that, don't understand that. And so that we can explain to you in the way that best suits you understanding why your buddy's doing the things that it's doing and how you got in the position you're in. And then at the same time, the practitioner goes into the plan. What is the plan? Is this a three-month commitment, a six-month commitment, a year commitment? Is this all about just doing twice a week for the next six months? And if it, it if if so, what's the value? What are you going to get out of that? I think it's really important that we talk to our clients, that our that practitioners talk to their clients about the value, because at the end of the day, that's how you get paid is that somebody has perceived a value in what you offer as a plan to get them out of the position that they're in going forward to a better position. Whether the motive is pain, whether the motive is to have no digestive issues, whether the the plan is to have a um, bowel movement on a daily basis, whether the plan is to feel at peace internally, whether the plan is to have a better relationship with self and others. Those are all, those are all things that we do that holistic health practitioners do for individuals. And, and if you don't get that, I would encourage you to continue to look for somebody who does do that for you. I also, as I, as with my own practice, I always tell potential clients that I'm a big homework giver because now remember I can't people can't save you if you go to them once a week or twice a week if there's a lot of compensation patterns going on in the body there is going to have to be work on your end and so hopefully that practitioner is giving you homework hopefully the practitioner is giving you things that you're going to need to do on your own and hopefully you're motivated to do those things consistently so that you can't get better. doesn't mean that you have to. It just means that the time for you to get better takes longer and you work with the practitioner a little longer or however long they should know so that you can get to that place. And then also sometimes a practitioner um, is used as motivation and is used as that maintenance person. I'm not against that. I'm not, I wouldn't judge a person because they can't do their homework. And I, I have empathy for that. And it's always my goal to try to figure out how we can turn that around and give them, give them the tools that they need or the knowledge or the words that they need to do things on their own so that they don't need me. Um, and if you do, that's fine. It just takes more money and that's energy. Energy equals money, energy on my part, money on the client's part. And there's no judgment against that. Um, 
I think that we're in service as practitioners. And so we're there to do what we can to help someone. Now, if a practitioner gets to the point where they're no longer enjoying the process, and then that's the communication issue on the practitioner's point. Um, so what I'm saying is hopefully you've got some things that you can do on your end to help better you, which is, an, which is a product of empowerment for yourself, that the practitioner can give you these tools and this education to help yourself. I know just recently, I, I work with a lot of scoliosis clients, and just recently I had to take a couple of clients and change their homework because they do work out on their own. And then they come to me for kind of the maintenance and change up to see if they've um, gone out of balance. And I can do those things that they can't do, but they do have their homework. But seeing their body go through a transition or a change and towards the negative, I had to change their homework, change their holds or change their exercises or change their stretches um, to to f just because they had added activities, which put them further into an in, in a, uh, out of balance or in alignment position. So we have, we've had to, to tweak that. And that's part of my job is every time the client comes in, it's about seeing what the body presents and then seeing where we need to go from here and meeting that client where they're at, whether we need to talk about nutrition a little bit more, whether we need to, to do some corrections within the cranium or the upper cervical or the pelvis, uh, and then talk about, you know, what's causing that and then what we, what they can do on their own um, to help keep their body more maintained in a position of alignment. And that, that all, that always changes. It, I, th I think that when you, when the body goes from a huge misalignment or a pain pattern, it takes quite a few reps, like 3,500 to 5,000 repetitions to override that. So I, even though I, I do experience someone coming to see me for an hour and, and gets all lined up, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to stay there because there hasn't been an overriding of correction and then repetitions to hold it there, which is, is something that I explained, but at the same time, I can't make somebody come back. But just, just know that when you've got enough compensation, so much so that you're in pain, there's going to need to be a period of time that you're going to need to be consistent with the corrective work to stay out of pain. And also understanding what you need to do on your own and then can be consistent with doing that. Two big irritating things that uh, happened just recently that I want to make a comment about. And, yeah, and yes, a judgment. When you have practitioners that are working with other practitioners in your referral system, just be, you know, pr practitioners, just be mindful of turnaround time. Because when the turnaround time is over 48 hours and 72 hours, that's, I mean, that's a lot. That's, uh, that's a long time to, to not get back to someone when it's 72 hours or more. And um, just recently that happened where a practitioner didn't get back to me for a week and um, the poor client who wanted to start seeing me um, is sitting there waiting on this practitioner to give his information to me so we could work together. I just thought that was a little bit disrespectful and um, gives a gives a you know a bad flavor on 
on our, uh, our uh, we as practitioners. So I would encourage um, the turnaround time, if it can be 24 to 48 hours, I think that's more respectful. And the second incident that was a little frustrating to me was I had a woman that came in to me with pain, chronic pain for several years and is working with a massage therapist, is working with a physical therapist, is also working with a um, corrective practitioner. And so they came to see me to figure out what was going on. And I found a leg length in her. She had all the signs and uh, it, it did show. She corrected fairly easy because she is healthy. She is fit. She does drink water. She does eat very healthfully. And um, what was what was very interesting is her body balanced um, very nicely. And when we found the, the number that suited her, which wasn't really big, with all the compensations and all the distortions she had, I was very surprised it was as low as it was. But what was really interesting is her hesitation and depredation to uh, her physical therapist being okay with the lift that she'd been seeing for years. And she was really worried and concerned that he wouldn't be okay with it. And uh, sure enough, she called back out uh, days, actually, it was about four days later, and said that she wasn't coming back in because her physical therapist muscle tested her and she did not muscle test balanced within her the lift that she was given, which I find very strange because that would mean that before she he considered her to be balanced when when she came to see me she was significantly off she had seven cranial distortions she had a uh two two upper cervical distortions and her pelvis had three distortions and so so my question was was that balanced and so anywho you know uh, at the same time, I you do what you can do, and I helped her the best I could. Um, but the physical therapist, because he didn't like it, and rather than and I said to her before she left, if you're if you're concerned about anything, or if he has any questions, I'm encouraging you. Here's my business card. Have him call me, and we can discuss this. Versus just make the decision off of a muscle test to told her not to wear the lift. And, you know, the, the frustration also from my end is I may not see her again. And because I would, I would like to see how her body, if it goes back into those distortions, which will then cause her pain. And then what would the answer be? And if she's been going to this physical therapist, which she has for a very long time, why wasn't he able to get her out of pain? If he can make a decision like that, then why can't he make the decision or do the things needed to get her out of pain? So these are all questions as a practitioner that, that we kind of go through in our minds. And at the end of the day, we have to always be, I feel like I always have to be okay with how everything manifested. And even when, and this is a general statement for us as people, 
sometimes things don't work out exactly how we want them to. And sometimes we feel like we're in the right and we feel like we did the best thing and uh, we don't get that response in return. But we have to be okay with that. And we have to be okay that, or trust is the big word I use with clients, is we have to trust in the outcome that it will all work out exactly like it's supposed to. And if I don't, then I, I, I always fall on my ego being really the one that's bruised and, and, proved, and shown that I wasn't right. But, you know, I'm confident in my own skills and confident in my own self, and you have to be too, that it's okay. Um, as long as you did your best and you did what you could, that's all you can really do. And I don't really have any control to change it. So why worry about it? Why get frustrated? And, and I'm not going to say I got over it in a second. It took me, it took me a couple words um, and it took me about an hour of mental therapy, talking to myself and talking it through uh, my, to myself about what was really, what was I really upset about? What was I really frustrated about? And was there, was there, is there any way I could resolve it? Was there a phone call that I needed, needed to make, or could I just let it go? And at the end, because there's, there wasn't really anything. And, and I did think it was more about my ego being bruised because I was, um, at that point told I was wrong. So, Anyway, that, that, that's the overall um, lesson for today that I wanted to share. And I appreciate you being on this podcast and listening. And I hope you got a piece of, piece of information that could help you. Uh, also, if, if you have any questions any, about anything that I say, I always encourage people to go to my Facebook page, which is Ashley's Good She Circle page to ask any questions or comments about any of the information that I've may have relayed through the podcast. Um, if it's not something that you would like to put in front of 130, 40 people, um, which I would prefer, but you can always email me personally at ashley at balancebod.com and I'm more than happy to take a question or two and um, help resolve it. All right. Thank you. And uh, thanks for having, taking the time. And uh, I will, I will enjoy this time next month on a different topic.